Welcome to How to Catholic with Kevin and Lisa Cotter, a podcast dedicated to helping you practically live your Catholic faith with excellence. It's season two, episode three, and today I have my friend Brooke Bunn on the line to talk about how to clutter, simplifying your space and increasing your peace. Maybe it's just me, but I always seem to get the spring cleaning bug just around the time that the school year is wrapping up. I don't know what it is, but the weather warms up and I just want to throw open the windows, deep clean the house, and get organized. If this is you too, or perhaps if you wish this was you, this episode is for you. Brooke Bunn is a stay-at-home mama to two sweet babies, and she and her husband Tom are small business owners of Bunn & Sons Home Renovations. Recently, they have taken their business to a new level and have added a new home organizing business, Cheerful Spaces, which you can find online at cheerfulspaces.com. Brooke and Tom are a wonderful Catholic family, and I love how they have incorporated their faith into their business, making Brooke the perfect guest for our topic today. On this episode, we talk about three spiritual reasons for getting organized and decluttering our lives, and then Brooke walks us through a five simple step plan for tackling those nagging spaces in our life that just need to be taken back. I've already started implementing some of her tips and tricks, and I've got to tell you, it has given me a new vision in life for many of the spaces in our home. So keep those earbuds in and enjoy our conversation. Hey, Brooke, welcome to the How To Catholic Podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate being here. I am so excited to do this. I got to tell you, this topic today, How To Clutter, it has been on my mind. So I feel like this podcast is a little bit of a selfish episode. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Yeah, because I have been in the middle of this massive purge in my house and I thought, you know, I should, we should do, Kevin, I should do a topic on clutter. And then I realized I'm not an expert on this at all. It would really just be like a... Here's what we're doing, which wouldn't really be helpful to our listeners. So I thought, well, I need to find a guest. But how do you find a guest who's Catholic and declutters? And then Kevin said, oh, my gosh, did you see Brooke on Facebook? She's She's got this new business, this cheerful space. You should just have Brooke on. And I thought, oh, thank you, Jesus. I mean, it was really like Yay. 24 hours after I said we should do this episode. <laughs> so... I Perfect. know. So I'm, I'm so... glad I posted that random little thing then. I know. Here we are talking about how to declutter. So before we dive in, I want to give the listeners a little bit of a taste for for you. So could you okay. share with us a little bit about your declutter story? Like why, why did you take this journey and what led you to starting Cheerful Spaces? Sure. Yeah. So I've always been a little on the nerdy side and have always really enjoyed <laughs> um, putting things into their places. Oh, I thought so... that was normal. I like doing it too. <laughs> So there's sort of like this part of me that's just, I've always really enjoyed that. And I, I actually, so I spent, I have 12, 13 years in corporate America doing franchise consulting work. So I worked with franchisees who um, bought into different brands. I worked for three different companies and my job was to connect them with these resources that they had available and also to do whatever I could to help them grow their business. And I realized in that process that, the franchisees were terribly disorganized most of the time because they were totally overwhelmed. And then um, the companies, while they had a lot of good information, often didn't have 
great ways to get it to their franchisees. So I was always in the middle, just kind of trying to synthesize all this data and help people put put things in their proper place, sort of on a informational level, maybe more than a physical level. Um, yeah. Was that your actual job or did you just naturally do that? That's just sort of what I turned it into because that's the only way I could process this world. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't handle the chaos. I'm making systems. Exactly. Exactly. So that's sort of how it, it came about in my professional life. And then a couple of years ago, I had my firstborn child. His name is Peter. And I've since had a, a little girl named Annabelle. So I'll, now I have two kids under two. So needless to say, I'm not Woo. traveling around doing, you know, romantic corporate work anymore. <laughs> I've, um, I'm doing dishes and changing diapers and doing laundry and um, picking up toys and, you know, all that stuff is, is great. And it's my vocation. It's my path to holiness right now. But to be really honest, in the very beginning, I was totally overwhelmed by motherhood. And I actually had, mm-hmm. I had kind of a wicked case of postpartum depression that was not diagnosed for a long time. And I realized kind of through that journey that it wasn't just being overwhelmed by motherhood. It was sort of like, you know, I had this whole life going on that I could kind of, kind of keep track of before I had kids. But then when you throw kids in there and you're trying to like keep these awesome little people alive and happy, everything else feels really overwhelming. I can so so relate to that. I I think that's why I'm doing my massive purge right now because my my motherhood lately has been – I, mean, I love my children, but it's, I've been feeling like it's, it's more like a chore lately. And I'm like, yeah. something's got to change. Like this right. cannot, I, I don't want to waste these years. Yeah. And, and I think a big piece of it for me is I'm like, I just need to get stuff. Like, I don't know, my, my life is just like, stuff is kind of, uh, you know, over the years just kind of piled up. I'm like, I just need to move yeah. some junk out. And then maybe, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah. I'm relating. Keep going. So that's sort of where I was and where I started. And I realized, you know what, I need to do something about my, my little world here. Because if anything, becoming a mom, really, it just makes your world much smaller, in a way, because all of a sudden, you're just at home a lot. So if I'm going to be at home a lot, I, I realized I wanted my home to be a sanctuary rather than a cause of anxiety. <laughs> Something you're trying to get away from. Exactly. So uh-huh. I, I, uh, I, we live in a kind of a smallish house. It's 1,500 square feet. It's a tri-level. Oh, we've and, got one too. Yeah. The tri-level, yeah. yeah. It's, it's similar to your house okay. in that way, um, what I remember of it from coming over to dinner one time. But, um, <laughs> you know, it's just similar. So you've got, you know, kind of these, a little bit of disjointed spaces. And really I spent... Um, almost all of my time in like 500 square feet of kitchen and dining room and like a little tiny living room. And it was always just full of stuff and totally overwhelming me. I was tripping over it all the time. I had mounds of baby things that I didn't know what to do with. So that's where I started my decluttering journey, really my very intentional decluttering journey. (laughs) Yeah. And now I think it's it's morphed for me into a business idea because I really would like to help other people be less overwhelmed in their space. Like I want them to be able to walk into their homes and feel comfortable, cheerful, as you would say, um, rather than just anxious. So that's kind of 
where that. the whole thing has come from. I, I love that. It's all so true. And I think it's all something that moms experience. And I mean, even mm -hmm. in college, like I would yeah. experience that. Like my dorm room was messy. Yeah. Like I just couldn't study. Like it was just yeah. like, exactly. nuts, you know, like, and, yeah. I, and I'm sure that I, I think, yeah, it just gets like heightened when you bring mm -hmm. other people and their yeah. things into your space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so my husband and I got married just to, we're going on three years in July. So there's not a lot of things going on in our life, but, um, you know, we both got married as, as 30 year olds, you know, so we both had households full of stuff before, you know, <laughs> so we're like shoving all this stuff into a small place, you know, <laughs> you have so two, two housefuls in one house. Exactly. Oh, wow. like, get me out of the chaos. I totally get it. Okay, I think that's a perfect lead in to what we're going to do today because we actually yeah, have two really. lists today. Um, <laughs> the organizer made two lists. Are you surprised? <laughs> Why are we surprised? That's right. <laughs> I love it. But I love how you've broken this down. So we're going to first look at three spiritual reasons to declutter because I think we need some vision for this because it's hard to motivate yourself to do this. It, you know, it's like good in theory, but unless you really believe, like, nope, there's actually something behind this besides just wanting you know it, it, and this isn't at all why we declutter you know that pinterest perfect kitchen like that's not why you declutter you know like yeah, that that can't be absolutely. your motivation <laughs> right it's not going to get you there it won't so, last mm -mm. if that's the motivation mm -mm. so we're going to look at three spiritual reasons and then we're going to get super practical and look at a five-step process for organizing so perfect. i i am thrilled so let's start off here three spiritual reasons and i'm going to list these out so the first one talk to us about is grace follows nature well, so it kind of goes in line to me with what I was talking about with being just overwhelmed by motherhood. If I have this totally chaotic space, it's really hard to stay recollected throughout the day, to not feel frustrated, to not feel anxious. And how that ties into, I would say, into our spiritual life is, actually, I'm going to scoot over to a, like a little different thought process, but our nature, if we're not on top of that, we're not going to have a great spiritual life, I guess, is where I'm going with this. Yeah, and nature being like <laughs> our like human side, like the practical side. Our human side, side. Yeah. yeah. So if in the morning I do not rise with my alarm clock, I don't pray. So that's how grace doesn't follow nature when you're right. getting out of bed in the morning. So right. in that same example, if I do get out of bed in the morning, yay, I conquered the heroic minute. I got up when my alarm went off. I come downstairs to sit in my living room, look at the crucifix, get my books out. And I realize on the way down there that I'm tripping over 500 different things and that my living room is a complete disaster. I'm really going to have a hard time. Like you, you're saying you would have a hard time studying yep. in a crazy dorm room. I would have, I have a hard time praying in a messy living room. Oh my gosh. So, so this, is, this is what I would do. I would get up and clean the toys. Exactly. And then my kids would wake up and I'm like, I didn't even get to pray. Like, <laughs> and they still didn't pray, even though you got up. So right. it's sort of like a, you know, frustrating cycle. So that's that's what I where I'm coming at when I say grace follows nature. Mm -hmm. Everything that we have is also a gift from God. And I think when we have too much stuff and we're overwhelmed by it, it's really difficult to treat our objects in that way as well. Yeah. So if if I'm overwhelmed by all the random little things in my home, I can't look around and say, God, thank you for this the gift of my home. Thank you for the gift of this awesome mm. set of pots and pans that I use every single day, or thank you for 
these clothes or, you know, whatever the thing is that we've been blessed with. This is all a gift from God. And when we're overwhelmed instead of, instead of recollected with our stuff, then we can, we can't appreciate it. Yeah. It's like, it's not a blessing. It's a burden all of a sudden. Exactly. Mm. And as, as I was preparing for this podcast, actually, I kept coming back to a monastery and that Mm. what made me started thinking of a monastery was this from this quote from St. Benedict and his rule of life. And he, there is this, um, this position within a Benedictine monastery called a cellarer. <laughs> I don't, have you ever heard of this? <laughs> like he sells things or like S seller or C? Like C-E-L-L-A-R-E-R. So okay. I presume you say cellarer and yeah. I presume it comes from the cellar. Like, yeah. Okay. Where you would get the food maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Um, but this person is basically in charge of all the stuff in the monastery. Oh, I need one of those in my house, but not I know, me. Too, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, I have some bad news for you. You oh. are the seller. Of <laughs> That's <your> my job. <laughs> <laughs> yes, most likely. That's um, fitting. All right. <laughs> so you can hire it out. But St. Benedict's order essentially to these, to the seller is that, they treat everything that's within the monastery as a possession, as a sacred vessel of the altar. So you're supposed to treat your the cup you drink out of at dinner mm-hmm. with the same, essentially, dignity and respect as you would treat the chalice that's used during the mass. Wow. So that's like a really big, a really big rule or command from St. Benedict himself for his monks, but I think it applies to, to our lives as well. Yeah. When we're really surrounded by the things we love, mm-hmm. we're going to treat them really well and be really grateful for them. And it will help us to stay recollected through the day. Uh, I love that. Okay. Now, I'm already oh. challenged. All right. <laughs> I don't know if I want tip number two, <laughs> but I'm going to give it. You ready? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Go for it. Number two, detachment leads to generosity. Okay. Well, so if you thought... Benedict, St. Benedict challenged you. Um, let's, let's let St. Basil, the great, uh, <laughs> challenge us, the great. I'm sure, I don't know if there's like not great. Saint yeah, ba- yeah, is there a lesser? <laughs> but anyway, the St. Basil, the great, he said that extra coat, those shoes rotting away in your closet, those don't belong to you. They belong to the person without a coat or to the person without shoes. Whoa. When did he live? Did they even have closets when he was alive? Like... Apparently they did have closets in like the 300s. Because that's wow. when I think he died in like 380 something. Oh, so with okay. like Augustine and mm-hmm. those awesome people that lived hundreds of years ago and said amazing things that still apply today. Oh, so wow. when we're looking at our possessions, it's really important to be challenged by that, I think. You know, it's, yeah. it's easy kind of hoard things to keep them maybe for a rainy day. But really, how many coats do you need? Mm, Probably not the eight that I have. (laughs) How many many pairs of shoes, ladies? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, thinking about it from that perspective, Mm -hmm. what can we get? But also, in our culture, we are so materialistic. We are so consumer driven. And we, you know, we shop what do they call it? Like retail therapy, you know, like we shop to make ourselves feel, feel good. So we end up with these houses full of stuff we don't use. Well, if, if we're kind of looking at it from a spirit of detachment, we might say instead, what do I actually need? Or maybe like, Hey, I really want this beautiful thing. 
mm-hmm. but I'm going to save up and get like a, a really nice, beautiful thing so that I treat it well. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you can look at it as something that's sacred. I'm like, exactly. Mm. <laughs> exactly. Mm. Um, instead of just buying a bunch of stuff that you're going to end up being overwhelmed with and throwing away later and and cursing if you're me there's certain toys in the house that i'm like that yes. is not a sacred object that thing yeah, is totally. from the devil i think oh we should gosh. throw it away <laughs> once that talk those things drive me insane yes uh, but anyway so looking at it from from a spirit of detachment it's also to think about instead of you know just buying stuff thinking really intentionally about how we're spending our money mm-hmm. and whether or not we can be more generous with our money in the first place, because I think probably mm. in our culture, that might be the more powerful thing because, you know, goodwill is inundated with other people's remains <laughs> from their closets, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So think about like, if I bring this into my house, like, is it going to actually bring me joy? Is it going to actually be something I can look at and say like, yes, this is a gift. Or am I going to look at it as a, as a curse one day sitting it yep. in the corner, piling up dust? Yes. Yes. That's and a who, great way you know, to shop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I struggle with it too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm really not perfect at any of these things. Oh gosh. Okay. So detachment leads to generosity. Number two. Okay. Third spiritual reason to declutter. These are so great. Simplicity creates peaceful order. Okay. So imagine the typical American day, I would say is the word that comes to my mind is frenetic. I mean, it's mm. just, it's crazy. People are running. So when I was still working, well, one of my jobs when I was right after I got married um, to Tom, I moved to Broomfield, which is the northern suburb in Denver. And I drove all the way across Denver to the tech center every single day. It was like, you're crazy. That's like 45 minutes in traffic. Yeah, it was like, sometimes two hours. (sighs) I mean, it was terrible. So this was my pace of life. Like I was just in a car. I was I was stressed out all the time. I ended up leaving that job for one up here because I was like, this is not a simple way of living. But a lot of people are doing that. And then the sad part is that they come home to a house that is equally frenetic. So they're like, stressed out wherever they are. Mm. So if we can at least have simplicity in our homes, then if the world outside of our homes is crazy and busy and chaotic, at least when we come into our our homes, our little domestic churches, mm-hmm. they're peaceful and we can enjoy being at home. Mm-hmm. That's the theory, right? So a peaceful order to your home life really starts with simplicity, I think. Yeah, yeah. Because even like in your home, when you add kids in the mix, like there's mm-hmm. going to be like a, a certain amount of fun chaos. But at least if you're yes. not, it, at least if it's like you can, if, if you're like being intentional about the things you can control, yes. then it's not like chaos upon chaos upon chaos to the point right. where you're just annoyed with life. Right. It's like the fun chaos of children running around and yeah. playing and stuff, but not necessarily the chaos of you as mom or dad being like, pick up all that stuff, you know, like, yeah. it's, not, it's a different kind of chaos, right? Right. <laughs> so true. So true. Yes. Um, the other thing that I thought of, too, with just creating a peaceful order in our house is that it really helps us to be open to hospitality on a whim. Mm. Because I think that's something as Christians that we're called to is, is being hospitable people. But sometimes maybe if, if your house is not the way you want it, you you might not feel like being hospitable yeah. or people come over and they're like, I don't know where to sit. I can't find a surface. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. So, oh, 
yeah, I know those people who it's like they're embarrassed to have people over because their house is so messy. And it's like, oh, no, like, don't. Yeah. Don't cut your yourself off, you know, like bring people, yeah. you know, into it. And yeah, it's sometimes, yeah, like the house is just going to be a mess, you know, right. but if you can make it easier on yourself, like, why exactly. not? Exactly. Totally. totally. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. So to recap here, or do you have any other thoughts on that last one? No, I think that that'll do it for the moment. Yeah. So we've got grace follows nature. These are the three spiritual reasons to declutter. Grace follows nature. Detachment leads to generosity and simplicity creates peaceful order. So beautiful. So great. Okay. I hope everybody including I'm, I'm in the middle of my, I, this is like a mid, a mid declutter pep talk. Awesome. For me, so this is good. I'm, <laughs> I'm feeling great. more, my, my motivation is <laughs> perfect. It's not waning anymore. Um, <laughs> so before we dive into these five steps to organize today, we're going to do a quick new little segment on the podcast for season two called Hacks and Highlights, which I'm very excited about. And our hack today is so fitting for what we're talking about, because as I've been going through my home, literally every room, I'm not, I'm not even kidding, Brooke, every room has holy medals, <laughs> holy cards, rosaries, like little just like Catholic trinkets and things. As well, that... every room should contain these things. <laughs> I know. Catholic. Yeah, I'm like, why are there holy medals in the bathroom? I don't right. know, but there are. Like, <laughs> They just find their way everywhere, which is amazing. And I look at those and I'm like, I don't want to just throw those away or give them to goodwill because who knows what's going to happen to them. Yes. Absolutely. So our hack revolves around what do you do with these little things? And it comes from some friends of ours. We went to their house for dinner one night and at the door, there was this cute leather treasure box and inside of it were all of these little Catholic sacramentals, holy medals, cards, oh, keychains, rosies, all these things that I'm finding. And when we left, the kids got to pick something from the little treasure box. And I thought, oh, oh one day I'm going to make one of those. And this was like two years ago that I saw this. <laughs> so I'm finally motivating myself and gathering Perfect. all of those things together. And I'm going to get a little, a little treasure box to put at the door. And I think it's just such a great way to not throw those things away, but also to kind of repurpose them and you know, have the kids when they leave or even adults, you know, maybe you have some number who's maybe not super Catholic, but you're like, yeah. would you like a Mother Teresa Holy Card you? as you go? <laughs> would you little... like a miraculous medal? That's right. <laughs> Please exactly. take it. Yes. Yeah. So they can kind of take a little something home um, awesome. for their visit. I think that I'm really excited about doing that. So that is our Catholic I the kids hack. kids will love it too. I think so. will have fun hanging those things out. Yeah, exactly. Like, be excited about being able to give something to our guests. Yeah. Uh, thank you for coming over. I'm looking out at, at our, our Protestant neighbors that just moved in. Brand new neighbors just last week. The kids have been coming over a lot. Yeah. Dad's a pastor. I'm like, I'll send them home with rosaries. Yeah. And holy <laughs> there <metals>. you go. <laughs> I don't think they'd take it. They'd probably look at me like I was crazy, but hey. Yeah, right. <laughs> Or yeah. they might like it. You never know. You never know. You never know. So yeah. that is our hack. And our highlight, I do want to highlight, Brooke, your new business, Cheerful Spaces, because I'm so excited that you're offering this to the world, because I think so many of us can use this. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, yeah, I need those spiritual benefits right there. <laughs> My house is chaotic. I don't like being at home. I want to change some things. Brooke's business is all about being able to help you out in that area. And from what I understand, so either you can come into someone's house and help them organize, but you can also do some online like Skype consultations, yes, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, awesome. it's amazing what you can do with modern technology, right? It's just yeah. sort of like I, I wouldn't be able to be there hands-on helping you sort through things, but it's it helps to be able to see a space and to help somebody create a plan to to overcome the challenges that they're having in that space. So yeah, I can definitely do virtual 
work. And then um, in the in the Denver metro area, I can travel almost anywhere in the city except for to the tech center because I still have like post-traumatic stress disorder. <laughs> oh, I love that caveat. <laughs> I'm just teasing. You're just teasing. Okay. Tech center, you're, you're still welcome to call. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> so good. So you can find uh, Cheerful Spaces at cheerfulspaces.com if you want to learn yeah. more about Brooke and what she has to offer. So yeah. great. So glad to highlight that. All right. So let's dive in here to the five simple stacks to organize how do we practically do this if you're motivated you're ready here we go what are we going to do step one okay step one so if you really just want to start making your house feel a little lighter my suggestion in step one is to do what i would call a quick clean sweep so this is actually a three-part step okay (laughs) step one has three parts one a So, so one a is get a trash can put a new liner in it and literally walk through every single room in your house and just throw away the trash. And that sounds kind of crazy, but every once in a while I will do this and it's just amazing. Like granola bar wrappers or junk mail that never found the trash can or Mm -hmm. boxes or broken toys or just quick on the surface, anything that's trash, get rid of it. If it's visible, get it. Okay. Yes. If it's visible, get it. You're not digging through drawers or doing anything like that, but just anything that's hanging out invisible get it okay so after you do that i want you to get a laundry basket and do the same thing with any kind of like dirty laundry Mm. so that that sweatshirt that you tossed off in the living room because you got hot or the kids socks or the everywhere whatever it is just pick it up throw it in the laundry get it out get it where it needs to be yeah like i have holy medals in every room i have socks in every room i don't know how but my kids socks end up everywhere they just explode it's really bizarre um and then the third piece the let's see one c would be to do the same thing with dishes Mm. so cups plates anything that's laying around the house just get them to the sink do the dishes put them in the dishwasher whatever you need to do to just get them out of your house and hopefully just those few steps will kind of help clear up at least some visible space in your house I could see that being good just to do like at night, every night almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it's a really easy way to just kind of try and keep things, you know, kind of picked up. So that is step one. Um, part of step one as well, as you're walking through, I, I would suggest looking for the room that causes you the most anxiety. And you probably won't even have to say like, I don't need to look for it. I know it. <laughs> <whatever. Kitchen. laughs> like for me, it was totally the kitchen because yep. it's where I spent all of my time. For some reason, I don't know why we just hang out in the kitchen a lot. Um, And then ask yourself, what is the purpose of this room? So this is really step two. Now we're moving into step two. So you find your room and you say, what is the purpose of this room? And to give you an example from my kitchen, I had this super cute idea to get these fun little Ikea um, small like pots and pans and dishes and stuff. I was thinking, oh, like Peter can use these while I'm cooking and he'll uh-huh. love it. Well, what happened was they, they ended up on a shelf that I had had to clear off because I have a toddler and, you know, you don't want breakable things on the shelf <laughs> hanging out down low. But yep. so anyway, I put these toys on this shelf and what ended up happening, instead of him playing with them, he would just like dump them everywhere. And then I was like, trying not to say curse words going through my kitchen uh-huh. <laughs> on these stupid toys. So when I did this process recently, I 
took all the toys out of the kitchen and mm-hmm. out of the main level of the house for that matter. They're all upstairs or downstairs. So if he wants to like make chaos out of my space, he has to try at least a little harder. Right. Yep. <laughs> I'm laughing because I did the exact same thing. My mom had gotten my kids this play kitchen. And so I put it in the corner and I was like, then they can cook with me. No, they didn't really pretend play. It was just every plastic food item came out and was just all over the floor. And every day I was putting away like a hundred plastic items. And I'm like, this isn't fun. Like it's going downstairs. It didn't work. I'm not having fun. And the kids aren't either really. No. (laughs) Besides the two minutes it takes to dump. Exactly. Exactly. Two minutes, like two seconds. (laughs) Okay. Um, So that's your first step is to basically get anything out of that room that doesn't belong there. Could be any kind of object that has ended up in the kitchen or in the bedroom or in whatever room it is that Mm -hmm. causes the anxiety. And then step three, this is where you can really start simplifying. So my suggestion would be if it's a bigger room, like when I did my kitchen recently, because this was all kind of recent that I had all these toys in the kitchen and I was like, why do I hate this so much? Mm. Um, so I actually started looking through all of my drawers in the kitchen and all my cabinets and I realized my kitchen was kind of a mess, like behind closed doors. So what I did to start simplifying was I got four different containers. One is a trash can. Mm-hmm. One is um, a box for donations. Mm-hmm. One is a box for things to sell. And was her seriously fourth one? Oh, the fourth one. Sorry, I'm a little spaced out here. The nope. this is normally my nap time with my children. Oh, I love it. Brooke should be sleeping. <laughs> I should be sleeping right now. The fourth is actually a box to put stuff that that you find while you're while you're sorting through your stuff that needs to be relocated to another room. So yeah. instead of you know, kind of wandering all over your house to put things where they belong, you can just stick them in this box, and then afterwards you can wander around and put things where they need to go that's smart because i end up running up and down the stairs 19 times when i'm reorganizing i should just save it for the end okay yeah noted yes there you go (laughs) makes it a little bit easier um but as you're going through your possessions in your room of choice um start putting all the like items together so uh, there's kind of a funny story i was talking to one of my friends about this and she was like yeah i was cleaning out my kitchen the other day and i realized i had seven strainers i had like (laughs) Three in one part of the kitchen and two in another part and then two somewhere else. And she was like, how did I ever end up with seven strainers? And I was like, I don't know. But she, yeah. she was like, I need one strainer, you know? So basically, yep. voila, like tons of counter or ta- tons of cabinet space all cleared out just by getting rid of your strainers. So mm-hmm. put put like items with like items. Mm-hmm. And I would say the same thing is true if you, so if it's your bedroom that's causing you anxiety and you want to go through your clothes think about do I have clothes in other closets too like when I first moved into this house with Tom um I had clothes in like every closet in our house because that's just the way it ended up for some reason I'm not sure why so when I did my big declutter of my clothes I actually got all the clothes that I had from every room and brought them upstairs to my bedroom and went through them all there so that's just another tip so that way you're not sorting through things in different rooms that really all belong together like clothes is a big one but Mm -hmm. um so basically you're gonna start sorting through things and when you're when you're looking at your objects take a look at them and say does this object 
Is it useful? Is it something I find beautiful? Is it a joyful object for me? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that causes me stress and anxiety? And if it's something that causes you stress and anxiety and you hate it, then get rid of it. <laughs> like, oh, I needed that permission. I just... oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to do sometimes to to let go of things because we think, oh, I might, I might need this thing for a rainy day. I might need it for whatever. I used it once five years ago. I might use it again. Mm-hmm. But the reality is that you probably won't, especially if you don't have it. So if it's just taking up space and you don't love it, then get rid of it. Say love you. Say love me. Um, so the third, oh, actually I do. I have one, one more point on the third step. Yeah. And this might be controversial to some people. So I apologize ahead of time, but hey. anything that you wouldn't be happy to give a friend should be thrown away. Mm. I've talked to, I have people in my life who I'm friends with who work in nonprofit ministries, say like Catholic charities. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a friend who ran like a women's shelter and they actually stopped taking clothes mm. donations because mm. they were getting so much junk. So mm. if it's stained or if it's torn or if it's just like really old and ugly, if it's something you wouldn't want to give to your friend, like look them in the eye and say, Hey, I would like to give you this shirt that it should probably be trashed. And that mm-hmm. is hard for us because we spent money on these things, mm-hmm. but that's a reason to think about how you're spending your money in the long. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like you got to think about when I'm going to buy this object when I don't need it anymore, where's it going to go? Yeah. You know, is it just going to go in the trash quickly or could, you know, if, I don't know. Yeah, that's a very interesting debate. And I, I've heard that as a debate as well. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty so, controversial. So um, that's just my thought on that whole thing is that, um, you know, if, it, mm-hmm. if it's going to cause more work for a charitable organization, then, you know, just maybe think twice about about what you're giving. Mm-hmm. to the point. Maybe it should so. be a rag for washing the car and not. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever, yep. repurpose item. So yes, definitely a debate. But um, just a thought to think about while you're Absolutely. going. Thanks. I'm glad you threw it out there. <laughs> Great. So step four then. Yeah. Step four is to give everything a home. So once you've gone through all of your possessions, simplified the things you don't want, don't use, don't find beautiful, don't find joy when you look at them or experience them, then you have put those things aside and now you can give everything that is left over a a good space to call home and it's all in one box i love this <laughs> right you just take oh, your yeah. box to each oh, room the things you need to take back yeah so yeah. you're giving those things at home but then also you know if you're cleaning out the kitchen and you cleaned out your strainer collection <laughs> you can put your one strainer like right back and it's uh-huh. great happy home yep. um recently when i when i did this in my kitchen i realized how much happier i feel when i'm cooking when i open like my baking cabinet or when I open my Tupperware drawer and it's actually like everything has its place instead of being like this overwhelming mound of stuff and having to dig through things. So that's kind of what to think about when you're putting stuff back. And at this point you might need like a few cool little organizing gadgets, but um, hopefully not too much. If you, you know, really simplified with intention yeah. When you were what's your what's your go-to spot for like organizational pieces 
Um, I've been getting honestly just a lot of stuff out off of Amazon or from Target. I spend okay. a lot of time at home, so I don't, I don't get out as much with my, you know, with my. <laughs> so it's easier to just kind of shop online, and I found like some really cool stuff. I can put them up on like my blog or something. Some of my favorite little like drool organizers and just things that you can use that really help. Yeah. Do that for us. And I'll put it in the show notes. Just kind of the, these are like the best of the best organization. Like if you're going to, you know, cause it's hard to sometimes invest in, in that kind of stuff. Um, but if it's like, no, this is the good one or this is the right piece. Yeah. I'd love a little list for that. So I don't like buy junk (laughs) for kids stuff too. Yeah. So you don't buy things you just have to throw away later. Um, for kids rooms too, I found a lot of really great stuff at Ikea. They have Mm -hmm. a lot of awesome like little bookshelves and different things like that. So yeah, I'll post some, some fun things there. Perfect. All right. Step five. Step five is to actually get the stuff that you went through out of your house. So donate, sell trash, whatever you're going to do, actually do it. So it doesn't just sit in like random boxes or in your basement or (laughs) in your guest room forever (laughs) so I cleaned out my house but now I have a whole nother room full of stuff so actually take action and and get rid of those things get them get them on their way love it okay I'm going to recap our our five steps here so step one is to do a quick clean sweep that's just getting out the trash getting the laundry and uh, the dishes and then pick your room that's bothering you the most (laughs) I like that I could go in order like this yeah. is the room that nags me the most yep. and then kind of go yep. down the list um, and just prepare it and think, you know, where does this stuff, why is it causing my identity? And then um, what purpose does this room have and kind of begin to remove anything that doesn't fit into that purpose and then simplify your space is step three. And I love you say with gusto, <laughs> <laughs> just go for it. Just go for it. Yep. And then. <laughs> You give everything a home, so then we're going to put it back where it actually belongs and then donate, sell, or trash. Yeah. That's my favorite step right there. I know. Just get it out. Get the stuff out. Yes. Well, Brooke, That's this perfect. has been so great, and I'm excited. I I want to hear our how-to Catholic challenge. What's our how-to challenge for today? So the how-to challenge would be to organize one room in your house, preferably the one that causes you to lose your peace the most, because really – Going back to the beginning of this whole thing, it's it's really about living a more peaceful life and being more in tune with the fact that everything we have is a gift from mm-hmm. our creator and just staying calm and happy in our in our places that we live. So organize that one room. Might take a couple of days or might take a week. That's okay. Yeah. Um, just like keep at it. I know, you know, I used to, when I was when I was single and didn't have kids to like come behind me and like try and destroy all the work I just did. Um, right. <laughs> I could do like a big amount of stuff in, you know, one weekend or whatever, but now it's more like, um, I organize a couple of cabinets in my kitchen or, you know, like, but mm-hmm. just keep at that one room mm-hmm. and, I would be like, I would love to see people's before and after pictures. That would be really fun. Of oh, their yeah. room. Yes. If you do your room, you can totally, you should, um, you can put that up on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you on Twitter, Brooke? I am personally on Twitter. I don't check it as much as I should, but. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you do, if you do a room, we would love to see a before and after and you can, you can uh, tweet it out to Kevin or I, Lisa Ann Cotter and Kevin R. Cotter. 
I'll make okay. sure that Brooke sees them. Um, yeah. Love to great. see some before and afters. Yeah, I need to That'd do. That would be so fun. That would be so fun. Well, thank you so much, Brooke. This has been fantastic. So great for me personally to motivate myself as I'm. Good. I, I haven't even touched the basement. That's the scary room. Right. Um, Get but, to it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, but that that's not as in my face. So yes, it gives me anxiety, yes. but not as much as what's in my face upstairs. And so hide from it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can close that door and not have to go down there. <laughs> so I will eventually we're going to awesome. go through the basement. A lot of it's just kid stuff. It's like time to let go of some of those yeah. things. And sure. I just haven't yet. So yep. um, yeah, so looking forward to that. So thank you for joining us today. And I hope... Um, to our listeners that this has given you motivation during this spring cleaning season to just go for it. Find that room, take care of the junk, get the clutter out of your life. And I really do think it's going to help your spiritual life and help you live your Catholic faith with excellence. Thanks so much for joining us. Awesome. Thanks, Lisa. Uh huh. God bless and be saints, everybody. It's worth it. 